so my junior year, um, my best friend, shout out to Alice, best friend, Al- what, up, what up, Alice? Our birthdays are three days apart. And we were like, let's go see a movie. And because we were like smart girls, we were like, let's go see the other Berlin girl. And oh so four teen girls go to the theater to watch this like period drama that is kind of horrifying because mm. of what happens in that movie. Like mm-hmm. there is sexual assault. There is attempted incest. There There's is murder murder and it was just seven the birth of the church of england yeah like (laughs) horrifying just when people the thing is when people are like in high school we did crazy stuff on my 17th birthday we had a scavenger hunt and we all made out and i'm like on my 17th birthday three of my closest friends went to see a period drama where one of us (laughs) cried You had me at... Hell no! Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie! And thank you so much for joining us on our podcast, where we talk about romance movies and why we love a genre that hates us. Mm-hmm. We talk about rom-coms, erotic thrillers, uh, dramas. If romance is central to the plot, we're talking about it. Oh, you know it, baby. You know it. Um, and and it's it's been real, y'all. And I'm really happy to say... That after the dumpster fire last week, that was My Fair Lady, we finally watched not only a rom-com juggernaut, but also a movie that I think, quite frankly, brings both of us a lot of joy. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, it's, everyone talks about how this is one of the best movies ever, but it is one where you're like, oh, no, this movie, every time I watch this movie, right before, I get very nervous and I think... Oh no, what if this is the time I watch this where I don't like it anymore? And guess what? It doesn't hasn't happen. happened yet, motherfucker. Yeah. It ain't happening. I uh, Truly, but- I think that this is a perfect film. And I would die on that hill. Granted, I'm not going to kill you. That, there's a, there's a lot of hills that I would die on. I have a lot of hard opinions about stupid things. Mm-hmm. But this, this, is, this is one that I'll stick to. I don't want to die on a hill. I'm ambivalent. And on that note... (laughs) Melanie, what are we talking about today? (laughs) On that note... (laughs) Uh, Today, we are talking about The Princess Bride. Yeah! Woo! Finally. Shout out to Rob Reiner, baby. Such a good movie. Robin Wright's first movie. (gasps) Yeah! Every every single person involved in this film, A++. It's so good. But before we get into it... We need to check in with someone. Our delightful sound engineer, Tiffa. Take it away, Tiff. Allie, Mel, greetings. I am familiar with the movie The Princess Bride. I'm also familiar with the novel by William Goldman. And I was lucky enough to be able to track down an original manuscript of the original novel by S. Morgenstern himself. And inside that manuscript, I found written a pair of coordinates that pointed to a remote spot in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that no one had mapped before. And it is there where I find myself now, at the base of the Cliffs of Insanity. And if I don't come back from this, I want my family to know that I'm proud of what I've done, that it was worth it. It was always worth it for the pod. I mean... A few weeks ago, he called us from Paris. Then last week, he was talking to us from London. Now, I mean, the commitment he has to this podcast. We're so blessed. We're blessed. Too blessed to be stressed, baby. Okay, let's get into this movie. I, as we stated earlier, we both love, I love this movie. You love this movie. I 
love this movie. This also, guess who we get to talk about? Carrie Ellis. Yes. And Chris Sarandon. <gasps> yes. Okay. My boo, um, Chris Sarandon. I, the amount of times that Allie has received a text message from me mm-hmm. talking about Chris Sarandon in a chunky knit sweater. Mm-hmm. Too many to count. Uh, multiple times. We're out of nowhere. I'll just get one where it'll just say Chris Sarandon. And it's, and and it's exclusively when I'm watching Child's Play because yeah. that, in my opinion, is peak Chris Sarandon chunky sweater hotness. I had to look it up. I had to look it up because one time you just went Chris, Chris Sarandon and Child's Play. That was it. That was the whole text. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to Google it. And he looks great, but it was a very much a moment of like, okay. I was, I was worried that it was going to be like him with a doll and I didn't want to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Also, well, we've say- explained, we've talked about Child's Play on this podcast before. So I think we should just focus on Chris because honestly, I think we should put him up there in the pantheon of Chris's. Really? Here's the thing. Watching him in almost anything, I'm like, oh, I get A, why Susan was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, and also why yeah. she kept that name. Yeah. Bitch, I would too. Um, uh, anyway, this movie, uh, what a cast. We got, uh, like we mentioned, Carrie Elwes, who, if you've listened to other episodes on this podcast, we love um very handsome crit, crit, oh my god and like like straight up dreamy and uh his voice is lovely his i was trying to figure this out cuz his accent is like it's not so like posh that you're like get this guy the fuck out of here i don't mm-hmm. want to hear it but it's also not like what's it's not like jason statham Although if it were, I would also love that. I should be, I, okay, I'm not making a good case. What I'm trying to say is his voice is lovely and his face is lovely and he seems like a lovely man. Um, Truly. Also, this is the only, I think this might be the only movie where two blondes are in love and kiss where I'm not like, ugh. Yeah. Normal, normally if yeah. two blondes are like, we're in love, we're gonna kiss, I'm like, don't Ew. talk to yeah. me about it. No. Go away. What mm. I I'm not on board for this relationship. This is gross. I like this can happen, I guess, but I don't want to see it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Sometimes when two blonde people kiss, I'm like this is wrong. Um All But right. not with this one. Not with this one. Definitely They're not. Both so beautiful. Robin Wright is so beautiful. And she is wonderful in this movie. A really, really fine actor. Mm -hmm. And this was her this was her breakout. This was her first role in a film. We've also got Andre the Giant, Mandy Patinkin, Wallace Shawn, Billy Crystal, Carol Kane of Horror Fame. Christopher Guest, we love. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know, you know something about this movie? Okay, so Rob Reiner and Christopher Guest had worked together. They'd already made Spinal Tap, and Rob Reiner was going to make this movie. He showed he gave the script to Christopher Guest, said, pick who you want to play. And he was like, six-fingered man. And he is phenomenal in this movie. He's he great. He is so good. He is, I was watching it, and I realized the word I'm thinking of, like, he's so evil that it's honestly, like, sexy delicious yeah it's delicious yeah him, the way he was when the way he says like i think that's the saddest thing i've ever seen and oh. you're like or heard heard he says heard isn't it yeah heard i think my favorite count rogan line is is after and will i mean do we really need to run through the plot of the princess who here hasn't seen the movie it's on if Hulu, you haven't go watched, watch it not spawn. it's also on disney plus it's on disney plus Oh, okay. Also not Spawn. But not Spawn. Look, okay. If you haven't seen Princess Bride, go watch Princess yeah, Bride. Pause this. Go watch it. You will not be sorry that you did. Yes. It, it, it is It is delightful. a beacon of joy. Um, But my favorite mm-hmm. Christopher Guest line. What? Because just the way he delivers it. It's after mm-hmm. Wesley and Buttercup <gasps> go through the fire swamp. Oh, and no. they're going to kill Wesley. And Buttercup mm-hmm. says, no. Don't kill him. If I go with you, Prince Humperdinck, which, like, what a name. Bless. We promise not to hurt him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's that scene. And then 
Humperdinck goes, I swear it shall be done. Chris and then, this. Anyway. Yeah. And then Wesley goes, we are men of action. Lies do not become us. And then they knock him out and he says, take him to the pit of despair. And, and Christopher Guest just goes, I swear it shall be done. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. Here's, okay. This is something that I didn't, I think I must not have realized this other times I watched this. The chemistry between Christopher Guest and Chris Sarandon is like <gasps> yes. delightful. Mm. It's also a little gay. It's gay as hell. Like the way he's like, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. I'm like, are they fucking? Like, are they? Are I mean, they fucking? I mean, okay, I, hold whoa. on. This, this theory holds some water because... We have not talked about anything in this fight. <laughs> but we're all... Like, this movie is so seminal and so famous. I think we're... Mm. I think it's okay if we make the basic assumption that most of our listeners have mm. seen this movie. Okay. But anyway, continue. Okay. Sorry. But go. I think your theory might hold some water, and here's mm -hmm. why. Talk to me. Humperdinck and Buttercup never touch... Never kiss, and his plan is to fucking murder her. Which here's the thing: he, the only reason he's marrying her is because she's well liked. She looks good. She's like a kind of a perfect beard, but also the public will. His plan is to murder her and frame another Gilder, the other country, Gilder. and he's in foreign. Um, and yeah. he's in foreign. He's going to frame Gilder for it so that he can go to war. And the reason why is because he knows he's marrying her is because he knows everyone will love her and everyone will be really sad when she is murdered. Right. Um, but also, real quick, to interrupt you for just a sec. Talk to me. On top of that, his yeah. whole plan is to murder Buttercup on their wedding night. And he he doesn't explicitly say that he doesn't intend to have sex with her, but he makes no indication whatsoever that he's sexually interested in her. Like, even when he, like, is talking about how he likes her, it's, like, really, it's, there's such pageantry in it of, like, mm -hmm. clearly, like, he uh, is, like, ah, yes, my beloved, like, ah, yes, ooh, hello. I mean, my, babe, like, it's, look it's at the so tights loud. he's wearing. That doesn't mean he's gay, that means he's fashionable. Does it? Because Wesley doesn't wear tights. Andre the Giant doesn't wear tights. Wesley doesn't. Oh, Wesley. And, wait, what and pants Mandy does Patinkin Wesley doesn't wear? wear tights. Who wears pants? I didn't. Just I don't is know. and you know who does wear tights? Vicini. Vicini wears tights. D is Rob okay? In this essay, I will. <laughs> in this essay, Rob I will describe that like Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner believes that men who wear tights are evil. Wow. <laughs> That's prejudice. I don't want to be <laughs> rude, but that's prejudice. That's that's a prejudice he needs to overcome. Okay, can we talk about Carrie Elwes? Yes. Um, here's something I don't think I clicked for me. Also, I don't think clicked for me until this most recent viewing, which is insane because it's one of my favorite lines. It's like the most romantic thing I think I've ever heard, and it kills me every time. But when Buttercup is talking to, you know, who she believes is the Dread Pirate Roberts about mm -hmm. Wesley. She talks about how, like, he was poor and he was beautiful. And she said, and she, she says, with eyes like the sea after a storm. Which, like, oh, God. Yeah. So romantic. But mm. here's the thing. One of the only things we can see of his face in that mask are his eyes. Yeah. And that's why it's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, honestly, okay, that scene, my only, my one critique for this film Okay. Aside from the fact that I obviously now believe that Rob Reiner thinks that men in tights are evil. Mm -hmm. Aside from that critique, my one yeah. main critique of this film mm -hmm. is that the only reason Buttercup realizes that it's Wesley is because yeah. she pushes him down a hill because she thinks he's the Dread Pirate Roberts who mm -hmm. allegedly murdered Wesley. Yes. And as he's falling down, he says... As you wish, which is something that yeah. Wesley used to say to Buttercup yeah. instead of I love you mm -hmm. because it meant I love you. Yeah. And she reacts too quickly. It's literally like, I as you wish. Oh, Wesley, my dearest love. Like, give, <clears throat> give it a moment, Robin. I know. I here's the thing. I disagree. I actually like that. It's really quick. I like it. I like I like that this movie's like, no, we're getting to it. We're moving, we're grooving. 
That's fair. It's happening. Because we do spend time with characters. There are so many quick little moments, little character moments that I love in this movie. I'm fine with it being kind of silly. Oh, okay. May I may I present my thesis about this movie or like why I love this movie? Absolutely. I mean, I've already done mine, so you are more than welcome. Well, here's the thing. Because I know Dodoy, like this movie is about true love. Um, because that's Barf. the main theme that happens throughout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm such a bitter lady right now. Continue. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But what we were, as it kind of goes with like, uh, obviously we're talking about the true love between Wesley and Buttercup, but this movie is also about deep love, not just between Wesley and Buttercup and that romantic love, but also between the grandfather and the grandson. Like yes. the grandfather loves his grandson who is sick at home. Uh, Peter Falk playing the grandfather, uh, grandson and is Fred, Savage Fred Savage. Is the kid. Fred Savage. Oh. But um like that love between them, um, the friendship, the deep love that um uh Fezzik and uh Inigo have for each other is also lovely. The love that Inigo has for... Okay, mm-hmm. they say in- Inigo and they say Inigo. And it's the funniest thing to me. So I'm, I guess I say both as well. But, yeah. um, but uh, like, the love Inigo has for his father is also threat. Like, this whole story is about love, which is like, da-doy, Ellie. But <laughs> I, love, I love that about it. And I love the way this, like... While there are little asides of like, oh, little comments that the grandfather or the grandson are making throughout, it also takes time to truly be earnest. Like the movie is not making fun of falling in love or loving someone or caring about someone or uh, caring about something. The movie is making fun of like, oh, Sometimes, like, when you tell a story, you can be a little, like, overdramatic or something. Or, like, mm-hmm. oh, when you're a kid, you don't want to hear about people kissing. But this movie isn't, like, oh, gross. Like, the movie itself is not, like, romance is gross. And mm-hmm. I, the, the movie is willing to, like, let you sit. Like, there's this beautiful scene where Enigo is, like, pray, essentially praying to his father, like, I need to avenge you, guide my sword to help me find the where they're hiding Wesley and it's like beautifully shot. Like the light is yeah. coming through the trees and it's and the, the score, up. the music swells underneath it. Yeah. And there's no joke about it. There's no, like, there's no, like mm, whatever grandpa, like it, it cares. So I think, I guess that's what I like about it because a lot of movies today, there's, there, I feel there's maybe too much commentary on it. Like they'll they'll someone will say something cute and then immediately another character is like, "What is this? What are we doing?" Well, it's too self aware. Like, no, it's, it's it's so too self aware. I agree. Like, movies today yeah, like movie... that are so self aware that they just go back up their own butt. And I agree with you that I think part of what makes this movie so good and so enduring is the earnestness. Yeah, like the commentators within the movie, like the grandson and the grandpa. Mm-hmm. They kind of their commentary shifts. Well, at least the grandsons does rather more specifically from like whatever to like no, I care about this or like this is okay. I want to hear the story again. Like that's what's nice about this movie is it's yeah. it's it's about yeah. how it's okay to care. Um, and honestly, I'm a bitter Betty these days. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I watched this movie, I could not help but smile. This is Same. a. Del- it's a delightful movie, and normally Allie's the one that loves love, and I'm the one that hates love, but this movie makes me love love. This movie... And I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was laughing, smiling. It's frankly, funny. swooning. It's so Anybody funny. Anybody want a peanut? I... Classic. Let me tell you something, tell you something about Andre the Giant. Ugh. What a, what a good dude. I love that every story from this... Like, every story anybody has about him is just like, oh, he was, like, the kindest, nicest, sweetest man. And that's really lovely. I love that. And, like, it makes me feel so bad that he lived in a perpetual state of physical pain. Yeah. That makes me really sad for him. He deserved better. He did deserve better. 
Um, Mandy Patinkin. Our Before other we love. do Mandy Patinkin, Jewish man of my dreams. Um, I think it actually might behoove us to do a quick plot rundown. So oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> It's well in the words of in the words of Inigo. Let me explain. No, it's too much. Let me sum up. Okay. <laughs> so Buttercup is living on her farm. Wesley's her farm boy. They fall in love. He wants to marry her, but he doesn't have money, so he sails away to get money. Mm-hmm. Is allegedly murdered by the Dread Pirate Roberts while at sea, mm-hmm. believing that Wesley is dead. She agrees mm-hmm. to marry. Buttercup agrees to marry Prince Humperdinck who yeah. is secretly plotting to kill her and thereby starting a war with the opposing kingdom of Gilder. Mm-hmm. While she gets involved in the plot, she's mm-hmm. captured by a band of brigands led mm-hmm. by Vizzini, Wallace Shawn, with mm-hmm. his, you know, quote-unquote goons, Inigo mm-hmm. and Fezzik. Mm-hmm. They take her to the Cliffs of Insanity, where Wesley, who we don't know is Wesley at that point, Follows Dread them. Pirate Ro- Dread Pirate Roberts. Right. Who, Beats uh, all of them in a fight. Mm-hmm. Best Vicini in a Battle of Wits, which is my favorite part of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then finds Buttercup. Buttercup realizes that it's him, pushes him down the hill. They go through the fire swamp, but Prince Humperdinck is tracking them. They all converge, and then we already spoke about the scene where Wesley is taken prisoner. Um, they mm-hmm. torture Wesley almost to death. Yeah. And then Fezzik and Inigo team up with Wesley again, bring him back to life, storm the castle, stop the wedding, and the day is saved. And Wesley, well, no, and they technically don't stop the wedding. They don't. Stop well, the, the wedding, wedding doesn't really technically happen, which is the technicality. Oh, yeah. But they basically yeah. storm the castle. Inigo finally gets revenge on the six-fingered man that murdered his father, mm-hmm. and everything's hunky dory. And it's all in wonderful. the bubble of Grandpa Peter Falk reading this story to his sick grandson Fred Savage. The end. That's Thank lovely. you very much. That was really good. I think that's good. the most concise plot summary we've ever done. That was really good, Melanie. I've seen this movie probably like 50 times. Okay, now we can talk about Mandy. Yes. You came and you came without taking, <sighs> but I sent you away. Oh, Mandy. I love you. You kissed me and stopped me from shaking, and I need you. <laughs> um, I think I just wanted to sing Mandy. Uh, <laughs> I follow him on TikTok, and his TikToks bring me a As lot of joy. Oh, he's a delight. He and his wife love each other so much, and they also are just like charming, lovely people. Okay, so Mandy mm-hmm. Patinkin in this movie is phenomenal. Um, Incredible accent work. He's just, and he's also so good. I, I don't know if this makes me cry every time, but it made me cry this time. Well, at least my eyes got watery. I don't know that I've produced full tears, but I oh, got real emotion. Well, it's just, it's so beautiful because the scene when he's finally gonna, um, his final showdown with Count Rugen. Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, they're pretty certain he's dead and then he gets up and he starts fighting mm-hmm. and he he just keeps saying you know my name is Inigo Montoya he killed my father prepared to die over and over again and then finally he's cornered Rugen and he says he's like offer me money he's like offer me offer me everything like offer me whatever I want and Count Rugen is like whatever you want please and he goes I want my father back you son of a bitch and then he kills him and yeah! I cried <laughs> like I cried it's emotional it's beautiful it's so good it's, he's it's, so good and, it is and also, the perfect line to say to the dude that killed your father before you kill him and it's then perfect this, yeah and then the scene after when he talks about how he's like I've been in the revenge business so long I don't know what to do which is also such like a beautiful succinct thing of like when you've been so upset about something like when you've been grieving something for so long and you're finally ready to move on with your life. It, it, sometimes it feels like I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to do. And it's it's really like just a sweet moment. And then Wesley's like, have you considered piracy? Um, yeah. Also, Wesley, <sighs> let's, okay, we're going to go back to Carrie Elwes. Because oh. God damn. God damn. Is, yeah, let's I mean, do it. Like let's beautiful it. in this movie. He's like beautiful. 
Well, also, like, they were both, what, they were both, like, what, like, 24? (laughs) Yeah, like, like, babies. Yeah. But, I mean, and they have great chemistry, he and Robin Wright. Robin Wright, Mm -hmm. every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. She is. She is. And she's so talented. She's so good in this. She's so good in everything. But it's, it's just one of those where I'm like, I can't believe how good this woman is at her job. And also, that is her face. Yeah. That's her face. Yeah. Okay. Are you for real? Yeah. Is this a joke? No. Is this allowed? <laughs> what the fuck? Is yeah. It's... But for, again, I know I said it earlier. I They're like the only blonde couple where I'm like, I'm more than happy with this. I'm yeah. fine with this. Okay. Here's something that I want to talk about. Pivoting a little, a little <laughs> bit from Carrie is Buttercup. I want to talk about her as the female lead and quite frankly the only main female character in this film <gasps> and i also want to raise the question what did buttercup do to sustain herself before she became betrothed to prince humperdinck was she a landowner like was this far her parents that was also a question i had i was like wait we never see her family we're her uh, well, I think I think that de- she is a. I think they may be dead, sad, but I think I also think she's dead. like a successful, thriving. I think she's a successful, thriving farm owner. So that's what, what I. What do they to farm? <laughs> what I don't know. The one horse. <laughs> I don't know. Farm boy. Farm boy. Polish my horse. Polish my horse's saddle. <laughs> I want to see my face shining in it by morning. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Farm boy. Fetch me that picture. <laughs> I, bitch, the way I will watch this movie and talk along with that beginning yeah, <laughs> is yeah. embarrassing. Same. Fully same. Em- it's embarrassing that I'm, like, alone in my apartment, like, fun boy, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I want to do that to a man. I think I just want to boss a man around. I'm lonely. Anyway, um... <laughs> anyway um how do you i'm curious about what you think too because we both love this movie how do you feel about buttercup as a character as a female lead and how she fits in with the rest of the story honestly i like her i like her i very likable she's very likable but also is she a little naive to assume that like if i go with Pumperdink, they'll obviously honor my word and definitely not hurt him. Um, uh, <laughs> but then she figures it out pretty quickly. And something I like if she's honest with herself, like she pretty quickly is like, hey, I can't marry you. I'm in love with Wesley. She's interesting. And I want to be like whatever she wanted to. I, I want to be angry that she's like, I'll kill myself in the morning because Wesley isn't here. But it's not. While it is partially or mostly about Wesley, a big part of it is also like, oh, I'm going to be married to this awful man. I'm going to be trapped in this castle. Mm-hmm. The person I love the most is dead. I have no family. I have no one. Like, I kind of see where she's coming from. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think I agree with that assessment. And I think mm-hmm. also on furthermore, I think she's actually got a lot of agency and a lot yes. of and a lot of mm-hmm. her. I think she knows her own power. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she's like, first of all. She is betrothed to the prince because she doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. Like if the prince is like, hey, you want to marry me? You're going to marry him. <laughs> yeah, they um, can say, like, he, the law gives him the power to marry whoever he wants. Right. Yeah. So, But also, when she's with Vicini and Inigo and Fezzik, she yeah. tries, to, she actively tries to escape. And it's yeah. only when she's being physically restrained or when Vicini has her blindfolded with a knife to her throat that she's not trying to escape. Oh yeah, and even when and even when she thinks that she's talking to the Dread Pirate Roberts and it's just Wesley, she really goes in on him and she oh. tells him off and she doesn't want to be around him and she lets him know that she's not she's not passive as no. a love interest and I really liked that. Agreed. Well said. Yeah, I Thank love you. her. I think Robin Wright is great in this. Yeah, and um, 
part of me wants to be mad that Wesley was like, is kind of shitty to her, like allows her to believe like I'm the guy that killed your boyfriend. But also, like I kind of, I also kind of get where he's coming from of like, oh, I come back and the woman I love is gonna get married to some other dude. Like he probably is angry or upset. Mm-hmm. But and also, I don't know that it's fully fair for him to be like. Death cannot stop true love. Girl, chill out. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I mean, I do. I actually do kind of. Okay, I'm gonna bite myself in the ass here with my whole like bitter bitch. Little Miss I Hate Butt Stuff is always talking about her ass again. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I'm exposed. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Okay. I'm I mean I'm going to expose myself again uh because I have this like bitter bitch persona because mm-hmm. I don't like talking about my feelings. <sighs> but I do actually kind of like and I'll oh, get a little no. I, it's time for me to get a little vol on the pod. Um get on the pod, my girl. This never happens, so cherish this moment everybody. Um I love that this movie is about true love with a capital T L. And yeah. I do think it's it's nice when Wesley says, this is true love. You think this happens every day? Oh, yeah. No, I like that. And I, I do like it. I know I just said sh- something mean, but I, I do oh, no, like no. it. But You're it, fine. It, it just, but there's always the moment where he's it's like. Dramatic. It's dramatic. It's very dramatic. true love. I'm like. Oh, I mean, it can because <laughs> you're dead. Like, I think it can. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, Although he has a point because it does mean like you don't stop loving that person. Yeah, and I guess it could refer back to the fact that she thought he was dead and still loved him. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry I interrupted you. We're getting vol. Anyway, continue. It's okay. Getting vol on the pod. That should be like like a new segment, getting vol on the pod. Getting vol on the pod. (laughs) We got to, that's, I don't, no, I take it back. Anyway, um, watching this movie and like seeing how buttercup and wesley interact with each other and how they speak about each other and how they care about each other uh reminded me of when i felt that way about someone and it was a little bit sad because you know (laughs) she's single but also it was it was kind of nice to be like oh just to like know like oh yeah like i experienced that that's a and, nice and, thing. And you'll experience it again. It's possible uh, to experience it. No, debatable. This, Melanie, can I say something? Let me fucking Uh-oh. say something right Uh-oh. now. Oh, I'm no. Gonna get, you want to get vol in the pod? I'm going to oh, get... Oh, no. I'm going to get... Uh, what have I, I done? Okay. You're, the, you're the master of getting vol on the pod. Uh, <laughs> this is what I genuinely think, though. Mm. I think it's... I think... Something ending. You can look at it less as like oh that happened and it'll not happen again i think you can look at it as proof that it can happen it's already happened once which means it can happen again it means it's possible that's what that means <sighs> yeah i get it's the tis better to have loved and lost mentality i guess because you can love again can i mm. i don't know we'll see too soon to tell I guess this will get to the, I don't know if we're already there, but like, okay, you know how we always talk about like how you gauge how stuff is romantic? Yeah. Um, I can, a way I gauge something is like really romantic. <laughs> it's not just the thing of like, oh, do I want them to end up together? Or like, do I hope that, you know, it's if I, I watched this movie and more than once just was like, I'm lonely. <laughs> like, <I don't- laughs> Me too. I was like, I'm, I think I'm a little lonely. Like, it's so... Ruh-roh. It's romantic. It's lovely. Oh, okay. Did you know on Quibi, when Quibi was a thing, because I had Quibi for a hot second. Oh, my God. They had God. a whole... They recreated Princess Bride. <gasps> I saw that. Yeah. And I think it's available somewhere, but it was all remote. And it's like all different actors playing different parts. And it's honestly really delightful and funny and charming. Um, so check that out, I guess. That, um, I think, really speaks to the incredible legacy of this film as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, I guess we'll get back to the story or what we liked about it. 
Okay, so you know, I don't know, remember the character's name, but like the goon that like runs the pit of despair, the albino. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He's okay. amazing. That's also a joke that I love so much. Of like, nobody, <laughs> nobody, like the cough. <laughs> yeah, the cough because you're like, oh, is he gonna have this gross voice? And then he coughs and he just has a regular voice. That it's so good. It's just, it's just, shut your kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So many what little I w- jokes in this movie are just, ooh, I love it. Anyway, continue. What I w- an- a further joke is that I've had that same haircut, and I have looked exactly like that with that haircut before. You did send me a picture one time, and it was, <laughs> uh, you filmed the, you took a photo of the screen, and then you sent me a photo of yourself. <laughs> and I think you are a beautiful, lovely woman. And not normally, but in that moment, I was like, I see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just if I like squish my chin into my neck a little bit and like grimace and when my bangs are too short and I haven't washed my hair, that's the look. That's like, okay, if it makes you feel any better, Melanie, you know how I can very easily look like the small head guy from Beetlejuice? Yes. When my hair is long, when I put my hair on a ponytail... And I just, I'm like, I look, it's like, it's eerie how much I can look like the little head man from Beetlejuice. I don't know mm-hmm. what his name is. I don't remember his name, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. But the, the reality is sometimes we all have those moments. But yeah, that did happen. I, I mean, oh. the real, the real one is that for a period of time, like my go-to haircut was a short bob with bangs. Mm-hmm. And every time the stylist would cut it so that it beveled in and I would look like coconut head. So in my whole fucking family, that era of my life is just referred to as coconut head. Wow. That's and rude. You, like from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, that coconut head. That's literally the haircut that I had for years. Remember how I saw a photo of Cole Sprouse and then showed that to my hairstylist and said, can you do this? I and she vividly did. remember and that. I straight up just had like a Cole Sprouse haircut for like Honestly, two years. It was and great, I looked amazing. I was going to say that was an amazing haircut and you looked incredible. I also was like, if we can't, and then I showed her like two other slightly similar haircuts, but like with like ladies i was like or like charlie's theron or like ever rachel but i was like can we do (laughs) this melanie was this movie romantic uh does a bear shit in the woods yes i have i haven't asked they live in the woods of course they shit there the answer is yes babe (laughs) I would agree. As I said earlier, I believe I said this earlier, but like, it's romantic. You want, I fully believe that these two are in love. They have such phenomenal chemistry. They're so cute together. You root for them. Yeah, that's the Uh, the litmus test. Is it romantic? Are you rooting for them to be together? Yeah. Also, when you watch them, are you like, I'm lonely? Yeah. (laughs) That's, we should add that to the list of criteria. Because watching this movie, I love it, and I agree with you, Mel. Like it feels good to watch. It's delightful. It's charming. It it it's a ooh, you feel good watching it. But also, I was like, man, I'm I'm a little, I'm Mama's lonely. Uh, <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm also like good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Is it sexy? I like, think kind of a little bit. Right. It's a little bit. And in mo, it's sexy in moments where you're like. It, not sexy in a way where you're like, ooh, can't wait to fuck. <laughs> like, it's it's sexy in the way, like, um, I think a lot of us probably watched this movie when we were maybe younger. Big I, part I, of our generation's formative years, for sure. Yeah, so, I, so part of me feels like it's sexy in the way where, like, when you don't know what sexy is yet, but you're like, I don't know why, but I feel different during this part of the movie. I mean, I like, feel like that. In, that when you like, referred to this earlier, the opening... When Buttercup is like, bomb boy, fetch me that Mm -hmm. pitcher. And then he walks up to her slowly and he just like slowly takes the pitcher off the shelf and he's like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what else is sexy, though? Like the beginning, like but when um, Inigo and Wesley are about to sword fight or just a whole thing, you're like, that's like. That's hot shit. 
That's, that's hot. hot, right? Yeah. That's hot. It's hot. That's but hot. Truly, or, truly <laughs> when he's like, I know something you don't know. And he goes, I'm not left-handed. And you're like, oh, go, Inigo. Because you're rooting for him, even though he's technically one of the bad guys at that but also time. We, we also technically don't know who the Dread Pirate Roberts is. We're just like, this is just some rando dude. Right. Um, yeah. And the, like, great, fight me. Greatest twist in cinematic history, aside from mm-hmm. Vanessa being a fembot in Austin Powers. Greatest twist when he, is when Wesley says, I have something to tell you. I'm also not left-handed. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. It's great. It's delightful. It's charming. Um, there's Benter. It's, it's cute. But also, okay, I'm, maybe this is pervy of me. What I'm Another one I'm about to list. Tell me, you weird perv. But, I have to But know. it was when, but it's okay. But it was one, it was a moment where I, it affected me when I saw it when I was younger. But when... I actually okay because like the actual torture scene is like truly horrifying and yeah hurts, no, it no, like no hurts good. to watch no. every time every time I watch it, I'm like I don't like this I don't like this mm-hmm. before when Wesley wakes up and the albino is like dressing his wounds and he's just like lightly patting Wesley's shoulder <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know it's because he was shirtless I... I get it I get it I get it also I know what I just realized. What? I think I saw this movie after seeing Men in Tights as a child. Really? I think I just realized that this is not this was not my first like Carrie Elwes thing as oh, a child. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I prefer this movie. <laughs> but you know, I, and, I I think it I, might I haven't, I haven't seen Men in Tights in like a good 20 years and I think I'm okay. Oh, I like Men in Tights. But there are lines from it that are in my head till the day I die. Like, listen, is it Mel reason. Brooks best? I don't nope. think so. Is nope. it funny? Yeah. Um, is it really funny to me because I saw it as a kid and that like based my entire personality off of it for a year? Maybe. Who's to say? I. Why do you think I call myself Mel? Because of Mel Brooks, bitch. Yes, I did know that. Um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to call but you yeah, a bitch. But Melanie, I was no. saying it for emphasis for, for no, the I audience. No, I knew it wasn't. Uh, that, uh, bitch, I knew it wasn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. So, Mel, I think we agree this movie is sexy. Was there, now that I got vault, was there something you thought was sexy? Besides just like, fetch me that picture. <laughs> and he um, fetches that picture. He got, he, ooh. She, she knows. They both know she could get that picture, but uh-uh-uh. She's going to grab it for her, and that's what that's what sex is. <laughs> okay. Sex is when one of you knows the, that the, one of you could do it yourself, but the other one, you ask someone else to do it for you, and they do it. And that's what sex is. <laughs> I should hire you to, like, become, like, a sex ed teacher. That was brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know what I would be doing hiring you. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, for who? To teach who? Two adult women just going around. No, banging on school windows. No, hey, not you even. Talk about sex? Not even. Not even schools. Just like a neighborhood. Or a like mall a food court. Okay, I was a gonna mall say, food court. Yeah. I get up at the Orange Julius. I'm like, listen, first of all, <laughs> this is delicious. Second of all, what do you guys really know about sex? <laughs> Let me tell you, nothing. First off. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The most important question of all, though, Melanie, we haven't talked about it. Oh, fuck. That's Mary. right. Yeah. yeah. Kill! Kill. <laughs> um, okay. This is difficult. I think I have one for you. Okay, I'm ready. We have Wesley. Yep. We have Inigo. Mm-hmm. And we have Humperdinck. Oh, fuck. Okay. As their characters or the actors? I guess characters. We're going to do characters. Okay. For sure kill Humperdinck. Di- yeah, I guess you have to. I guess that wasn't that difficult. No, I think like, you know he's bad in bed. With oh, ladies. He doesn't want to be there. I don't yeah. think he's good with men either. He's a prince. He doesn't know shit. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. He's not he's not there to think about what other people need or want. Also, he's a coward, and my vagina yeah. doesn't go near cowards, so kill Humperdink. Mm-hmm. And it was Inigo and Wesley? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, obviously, we're going to have to fuck Inigo because I don't think he has any real skills aside from sword fighting. And we're going to marry Wesley, assuming that he would be in love with me and not Buttercup. I think that's fine. Oh, yeah. I like your Buttercup in this situation. Oh, if I'm Buttercup, then yeah, that's the play. We're marrying yeah. Wesley. Mm-hmm. We're fucking Inigo. We're killing Hubbardink. I think that is the that is the move. That's the move. Yeah. Okay. I have another one, but it's like what? It's the it's the weird gross guy one. Okay. Valid. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. The albino. Why are we doing this? The Cini. <laughs> oh no. Or the priest. Marriage is what brings this. us together. Murder is what brings me together right now. I don't <laughs> do this. I guess I'm marrying Vicini because he probably has some amount of money. Hmm. Um, but then I would probably kill Vicini. I'm gonna. No, I don't. Oh, this is a lose lose situation. No matter I what, I don't want to do this. That's you know too what bad. I would do? You got to do it. Those are the rules. You know, no, this is what I would do in that situation. I would take some iocane powder. I'd be like nighty night bitches. Wow. Okay. Whew, Mainly because I just want to. Because I just want to. That's dark. You okay? Yeah. Oh no, not in my life. <laughs> I just want to know what it's like. I w- no, I, w- I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like. I know it'd probably be, it'd be like I'm built because Wesley's like I've been building up an immunity. I'd be doing that with mm-hmm. each of them. I would uh, no. no. You know what I would do? I would marry the priest, and then we'd get some kind of annulment. I and I guess I would kill the other two. I don't know. I don't want to engage romantically or sexually with. I know this is the game, but I hate it. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. I have a better one. I have an idea, not a better okay. one. No, if you do, I'm all I'm all ears. It's not a better one. It's not better. It's not better. Okay. It's just different. For as much as we love Carrie Elwes, we've spent no time talking about Carrie Elwes. <laughs> there's Every too, other episode. There's too much we, to we cover. Have two, thing is, we talked about Carrie Elwes more in two other episodes about movies where he has maybe three lines. That's true. He is the lead of this movie, and we've been like, Mandy Patinkin made me cry. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Mandy Patinkin definitely stole the spotlight. So I love him. I love him. But um, uh, but let's do a fuck Mary kill with Carrie Elwes. Okay, I'm listening. So Wesley. Mm-hmm. Let's do it with the two other movies that he was in. Okay, you're so gonna you're Wesley? gonna have to remind me. Oh, bitch, I will. Good, thank you. Um, so Wesley from this movie, the mustache man from Dracula, <gasps> and then the doctor from New Year's Eve. Oh fuck! Okay, I forgot. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is maybe one of the best fuck Mary kills we've ever done. This is this is I think the hardest one you've ever given. This me. is the hardest. This is difficult because this is one where I'm like, do I even know? Okay, here's the play. Talk to me, please. We kill Dr. Carrie Elwes because I don't remember his character at all and therefore death. Um, We are going to fuck Mustache Man and we're going to marry Wesley. Oh. See, I would fuck Wesley and marry Mustache Man because Mustache Man has money. Mm. And he was also similarly ready to like throw down for lucy he was that's ready. true for me i'm ready see i'm too competitive and i enjoy bringing home the bacon well not bacon because it's not kosher but you know what i mean like <laughs> i and i enjoy working and like having a career and doing getting money and stuff and i don't mind uh, i don't mind being the breadwinner and i don't think wesley would care wesley would not care no but mustache man from freaking Victorian England, he would care. And that's why I can only have sex with him. But also mustache man was like down with Lucy basically having two other boyfriends. And then he was hanging out with those other boyfriends all the time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was maybe more of like a polyamory situation. I... Should we watch Dracula again? No, absolutely not. I won't. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. make me. God, okay. It was too <laughs> long. I can't. I can't. Allie, I can't do it again. Okay. 
know what I, I um god what a movie um princess bride one million out of ten highly recommend this movie, look it's romantic it's sexy it's like but it's also like you can watch this with your family yeah well it's Most funny people do. it's it's funny it's dramatic it's got action it's got romance it yeah. uh honestly is a pretty airtight plot and story it's delightful right i said it's at the beginning lovely. of this podcast and i will reiterate this is a perfect film i think it's a perfect movie as well i it's it's just it's delightful it's so great i love it so much um well if it's you pretty like good. it if you like this movie let us know what babe i'm so sorry what what's happening here on instagram i'm <laughs> trying to tie it in i'm trying to wrap it up right but I was what having fun. what what accent are we doing babe a sexy one <laughs> okay i stand okay continue so sorry let us know on instagram on twitter at hellnocast or on our website hellnocast.com where you can also listen to our podcast but if you don't want to listen to it there you can listen to it on spotify Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. And so, if you like the podcast, if you want to tell us, you can leave us a five-star review on the Apple. Something I think maybe you can do on Spotify. I don't know. What I should know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Every every Friday and Saturday, we're going to post a new one. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't know which because we're busy. So relax. We love The Princess Bride. It's a beautiful movie. You gotta, you gotta see it, okay? You gotta go. You gotta make the time to watch beautiful you're, movie. You're, you're veering into Billy Crystal in this movie. Anyway, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, it really helps us out by spreading word about the podcast. So if you want to share our Instagram or Twitter with your friends or have someone listen to an episode, we would appreciate that very much because we really love doing this podcast and we love sharing it with you. Right. Well, in that case, this has been You Had Me in Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille. 